Welcome into the Pokes Report Podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Marshall Levinson and the proprietor, boss man, Robert Allen. You know what the proprietor role gets you? <laughs> Not much these days. You get, you, get so a t- you get a title. Yeah, you get a title. Yeah, there you nothing go. nothing wrong with the title. We got a, a special edition of the Pokes Report Podcast. We're going to be doing a, a spring football roundup, the spring game last Saturday. I don't know if you learned much. I think you learned that the running back room is a little bit deeper than people thought. Uh, I think you got a, a better idea of what that uh, outside receiver role looks like. Um, the defense, I think, has a legitimate chance to be just as good, if not a little bit better, than they were last year. Um, so you didn't learn much, but you, you you were able to kind of shore up a few things. Um, and you were down on the field. You you had a, a well, I had a bird's eye view, and you were you were field level. So yeah, yeah. What, what what are your thoughts? Well, here's one thing to remember: there have been a lot of spring football heroes that never become heroes in the fall. I mean, that's. That's just the way this is ironed out when you when you split your squad in half. And, and Mike Gundy hadn't done that in a, in, a lot time, in a long time. And here's the thing. The fans love the game, yep. and I get it. It's fun. There's a scoreboard, and it's competitive and all that. But when you split the starting offensive line, one team to another, the starting defensive line, the secondary, the receivers, all of that, if you were to come to a practice, which they don't let you do, Correct. or if Mike Gundy were to have had a practice last Saturday and allowed you to come and watch it, you would have now you wouldn't have gotten a scoreboard mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have gotten the competitive thrill of what was going on on the field, but you would have you'd know more about this football team because you see it in in, in its in its entirety, not broken up, which is what a game does. Now that said, is Jaden Bray eventually going to be a star in the fall? Absolutely. Yeah. Will it be this fall? Not sure. Probably not. But it could be. I mean, he's he's got the tools. I think we'll see him for sure. It's Well, you'll definitely see Same him. Same with it's, John Paul Richardson. It's just that, you know, he, he is he's played two years of competitive football in high school, mm-hmm. and one of those years didn't have a quarterback that could fling it five yards. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean to the Norman quarterback last year. But quite frankly, he wasn't a very good throwing quarterback. And you can look at Jaden Bray's numbers from his junior year to his senior year. They whoop. you got you got a sounder that does that, you know, goes down. Not really. I don't think so. Not okay. Down. Not right now. Not okay. down. All right. Well, hey, hey, Zach's got this fancy equipment. I'm just trying to let him show it <laughs> off a little bit. Um, you know. Anyway. So, yeah, and John Paul Richardson probably has a better chance, but let's remember, he's a slot receiver. So is Braden Johnson. So is Brennan Presley. Absolutely. So, you know, as good as we think he's going to be, and we all do, he's not going to be any better than third unless there's some injuries going into next season. So, yeah, and then here's the other thing. This is the most dangerous thing for Mike Gundy and the staff. A lot of fans after that that twenty five yard fade to the corner of the end zone to Bray, and the sixty one yard go route to Rashad Owens, off the arm of Shane Ellingworth, fans walked out. I told you Ellingworth was the better quarterback. Come on now. I mean, you know, I know there'll be fans that'll hear me making fun of that. Right I, there I did now. it yesterday. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Mildred, I told you that Ellingworth <laughs> boy is better than, than, than Spencer. You know, here's the deal. No. Look at what – I mean, I, you can't complain about anything Spencer did on Saturday. No. 
He took what the defense gave him. Now, it, now, what you can be mad about is they struggled in the red zone. But when you get down there and you've got half your offensive line, and a lot of times, and I, I, I love what Zach Middleton did, but after L.D. Brown kind of went to the ground that one time, he did yeah. come back for a two-minute se- sequence, but he wasn't going to come back for much more action. I mean, after no. that, I'm over there on the orange sideline, and, and I'm hearing Gundy say, well, we don't need to see him much anymore. Come on, you know. So there you go. But uh, And, by the way, Zach Middleton did play his butt off. Yeah, I, I'll give the young man credit. He's the fifth-team running back, but he may be the best fifth-team running back in the Big 12. Yeah, okay? he was solid. Um, so, yeah, Spencer Sanders was fine. He did the things this, this spring they wanted to see him do, and that was protect the ball better and so forth. And if you had been at the practice, it wasn't Thursdays, but it was Tuesdays, he threw three deep go routes to Tay Martin that were all – the officials were all throwing mm-hmm. their hands up in the air. They were touchdowns. So, Well, I think the, yeah. the real look we got at Spencer I, – I don't know how much stock you can really put into a spring game – but I think the real Spencer we saw was in that two-minute drill at the very end of the game. Yeah. Eight for eight, 66 yards, move the ball, boom, 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 and then scored on the last play. That's the Spencer that you can expect to see in the fall. And you saw a lot of that in practice because mm. that was one of the things they did a lot of. I mean, listen, you need to grasp this. In the last three weeks of practice in the spring, there were five weeks in all, in the last three weeks – they scrimmaged either in just team mm-hmm. or in situations, 11 on 11, 1,050 plays approximately in the last three weeks. That's a lot of football. Let me tell you something. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to add it up in my head. Let me see. If you, average 80, if you average 80 snaps, which is probably about right, 85 snaps in 12 games in a regular season, what, what's the number? 85 times 12. About about a thousand twenty. So they, they basically, basically they in the basically last three weeks, season. they they did now not it wasn't all one group, right? It was the first, second, and third splitting it up. But even if you divide that number by three, that's about four. Was it? Uh, it's almost four three fifty. Yeah, it's, it's almost that's like three weeks, four weeks maybe, about more like four weeks yeah. of, of games. And that's for each group. That's for the first offense, second offense, third offense. So, yeah, this was uh, – you know, Mike Gundy told us afterwards – I don't know if he said it in the main media session, but he, he told us on um, on the Cowboy Network, by far the best spring yeah, he ever in his coaching career here. Yeah, it was one of the first things he brought up. So – I think another thing to look at is – cause he, and he talked about it a little bit, that some parts of the game they were – running the ball more here and there, just to kind of see what they had. I mean, Shane had 16 throws. Spencer had 30, but he had like 100 less yards. So a lot of those throws were in situational stuff, just working on things. Maybe not would have been true play calls you would have seen during the season in those situations, but they were kind of just seeing what they had. I mean, they weren't really worried about punting the ball on, on right. every drive or whatever. Is Obviously, you'd like to see them score or whatever, but – I think a lot of their stuff was situational, and they, they saw what they probably wanted to see, for the most part, at least. Well, and you didn't see Spencer run the ball at all. Like, that, you know, you obviously, you're not sacking the quarterback. It's a two-hand touch situation, but there were no designed runs. You, you know, when, when you're looking at Spencer and he's going 22 or 30 for 154 yards and a touchdown, 
I think it's safe to say in a regular game, you could probably tack on another 50 to 100 yards, but then you can also tack on anywhere between 50 and 150 rushing yards. You know, that you, you saw one angle of, of Spencer's game, and it was really watered down. Yeah, and, and then again, like, like we said, you don't see him with the entire group. That as now, well, yeah. He did have Tay Martin, and yes. they wanted him, and he and Tay have really developed a relationship during the spring. But as Marshall said, part of it, and, and I think Mike Gundy made reference to this, I think this was in the main uh, news conference, we kind of let him. We kind of let him sling it a little bit toward the end. Mm-hmm. A lot of the plays early on, as Marshall inferred, were designed to be ball control passing game. Yep. Which is, and, and if you think about it, you know, going back to Taylor Cornelius, and then especially going back to Mason Rudolph, that's part of the offense that OSU struggled with. They they've run the ball well. They've thrown the deep ball well. They haven't necessarily been able to can run a controlled yeah. offense with the passing game, and that's part of their offense. That's you know, that's something Whedon did so well. People think Whedon, you know, was just crazy, but if you go back to the days of Whedon and Justin Blackman, I mean, they 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 drove the ball down the field, and and you know, six, twelve, eight, you know, all these completions. And uh, and so that's something they want Spencer to be able to do. They want Shane to be able to do it as well. And I think both showed this spring they could do it. Well, you go back to the end of last year, the last three or four games of the season, the defense played really, really well. But, you know, you're down there on the sidelines. At, at what point did you not see the defense completely exhausted towards the end of games because the offense is out there for – minute and a half, two minutes, maybe three minutes, and the defense is right back out onto the field. Now, the defense was good, and they made plays, and they made turnovers, but you go to that TCU game, that defense was gassed well, because the offense and, just and, wasn't on the field. You know, go back to any of the losses. Sure, yeah. TCU, OU, they were yeah. gassed. OU, they were gassed. I don't know that Texas, they were gassed. No, I think that the offense was, more, was pretty good. Yeah, that was more of a situation where – well, I mean, other uh, than the turnovers, Spencer, yeah. that was his and, best and game. They, and, they went, a, and they went to overtime, so, I mean, it was getting a, a longer game yeah. for them. So, I mean, and you get that. Go to Kansas State. Kansas State, exactly. Yeah. Kansas State, they were gassed. Yeah. Because K-State's playing ball control. Yeah. And even though they're not able to score, you know, that defense. They were been, out there for I a mean, long time. I mean, more, I can more than half, up. More than half the game. Yeah, it was more than half the game. Absolutely. So, again, this is something they want to be able to do better. They want to play along with the defense. Um, and that was one thing too in um, in the game on Saturday. Again, just like the offense, the defense is split up. Yep. And playing halves, I'm, that's what I call it. Playing halves, half first team, half second team, or even some third team mixed in. Because think of all the guys who were on the sidelines didn't do the spring at all. I mean, you know, you you tell me Trace Ford, yep. Devin Harper. Uh, Brock Martin, Tyron Irby, uh, Tyron Irby, and then Colin uh, Oliver for Colin, a little bit. Yeah, I mean those guys can't make a difference. No, those guys. And then Malcolm played the first series and yeah. he was done. Yeah, I mean those are all guys that are difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. Yet the defense did a good job. It was it Both was sides. a balanced. Yeah, it was a balanced. Uh, the numbers were balanced at the end of the day in mm-hmm. the in the spring game. So. Uh, why not play a little bit along with a defense when you think your defense is going to be pretty good? Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's, and, and I think what the, the the little bit of insights that we got, you know, I, I think one of the biggest questions if you're looking at the defense is corner. 
You know, you lose Radarius from last year. Can Christian Holmes get it done? And then all of a sudden you throw Jabbar Muhammad into the mix. You've got Corey Black, a couple of really young guys. Jark that Bernard's are, still here. Jark Bernard, you got him in there. I, I think that secondary, the, the secondary is going to be one of the best secondaries in the Big 12. And I think you go back to last year, I think this defense has a chance to be one of the better defenses in the country. You were you were with me uh, last week when we did the preview show on Friday yep, night. Absolutely, and uh, and this was not arranged, but Tim Duffy strolls in. I, hey, hey, come on over here! Incredibly over opportune here. moment. It was a very opportune <laughs> moment, and we start talking about the corners, and I bring up the name. Hey, you know a guy who's had a couple of interceptions in practice looked pretty good playing third corners, Deshaun Buckner. Well, most OSU fans would say. Who? Deshaun what, huh? Yeah. I mean, they might get him confused with the uh, oh, the safety that came in. Trey Rucker mm-hmm. is the, the kid from uh, uh, Wake, Forest, Wake Forest who looked pretty good on Saturday. But most fans like, Deshaun Buckner, who is he? Well, he's, he's a redshirt freshman out of Whitehall, Arkansas that walked on. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't know where to put him last year. I mean, the guy's got good size. He's six foot 205. Well, it turns out he can move pretty good. And I'm, I'm just telling you, the fun thing about this kid is when he picks off a pass, you know, he when he when he gets up, he makes sure everybody – I mean, he's holding the ball up. And he's making sure everybody <laughs> in the building knows he just picked a pass. Well, he did it a couple of times in the spring. And, you know, I started noticing him getting some second-team reps. Then one day I look out there, and he's, he's running a little bit of first-team corner. And I'm like, wow. So we asked – we asked uh, – Tim Duffy about him, and Duffy goes, yeah, we pulled him into a meeting with Jim Knowles the other day and let him know, uh, we like you a lot. I mean, (laughs) I I don't know that they're ready to put him on Scully yet, but they wanted to make sure that he knew that, hey, we like you, and you're going to factor in, you're going to play here, because that is the classic kid. Now, I mean, most schools don't know who he is, and they don't have OSU tape. Right. His only tape yeah. at OSU's in house. It didn't get out. Yeah, unless some player decides to send it on the internet, we don't need to even go there. But uh, but no, um, yeah. Tim Duffy goes. No, we made sure he knows, and and Coach Knowles told him, "I like you a lot," because this is a guy that, I mean, this is a find. Yeah, this, this kid can play. Well, so. and I think that plays into. Um, that plays into those two uh, premium articles you put up on Pokes Report, trying to control the transfer portal. Uh, because it's going to be a mess. Yeah, because what was it, 115, 115 kids out for spring? Get ready, because they're – and it's not just going to be Oklahoma State. In the next two to three weeks, you're going to see a ton well, of kids enter the portal. And, and, and I don't think there'll be that many from I, Oklahoma State. I don't think well, that's what I'm saying. Robert, Robert asked Gundy um, – just a couple of days before the spring game, yeah. he asked him basically that same question. He said, because you have so many guys out and you're able to get so many guys considerable reps and practice in these scrimmages that they actually feel like they're con- contributing to something. Because, like you said, they've played, what, 1,050 snaps. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even the third and fourth string guys are p- playing a quarter of a season in practice. So, I mean – Exactly. Well, yeah, and, and I that's, think that, and, and that's the biggest reason is people like, oh, well, I'm not playing. I'm not even getting reps in practice. I'm going to go transfer – Everyone is getting reps in practice, so I don't think you'll see anybody. And Oklahoma State's never really had a problem with transfers. They've never had a problem with decommitments of any kind. And I don't think you'll see it now because of that reason of everyone is is playing a factor. We're now entering a subject that that no one in the West End Zone wants us to even you know breathe breathe a breath of. 
But I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, think think about this. You guys don't have any lists in front of you. Of all the positions on the team mm-hmm. right now, if you were thinking, God, where is the most danger of somebody leaving? Of of maybe a couple of guys deciding, ah, man, this is too crowded. I'm getting in the portal. Um, if I had- oh, there's one here that to me it's monster. If I'm- they can keep this position under control. It, it it's it'll well. I be have a, a position. I don't know if it's the one you're thinking of, but I have a position that might be the most important of keeping under control, and that's offensive line. Just y- the young guys. Yeah. No, man. Because those guys, the, nothing's decided there. That's true. I mean, to the point that even you got Caleb Etienne coming yeah. in this summer, and mm-hmm. the competition will open up. You yeah. You know, right now, if you said, "Hey, Robert, who's going to start on the offensive line?" I can tell you three starters. I feel really confident. Sills, Godlevsky, and Hunter Anthony, Hunter Woodard, Hunter, Hunter Woodard. Woodard. Okay. Hunter Woodard, and it's it's guard to guard. The two tackle spots, folks. It's sure. it's still a free for all. Coin flips. <laughs> yeah. So and, and yeah. So no, no. If but, I, if I had to look, I'm the the group that's always pretty big to me is the defensive line. No, nah, well, it, it's loaded, but they rotate so much. Those guys are going to play well, a lot. I was going to say, you see, there's there's several positions that right? have so many oh, guys. This is right stacked. Now. This one's stacked, and it's stacked with guys. You've got starters. And then you've got guys who should be starters. Safeties. Bingo. Safeties. Mm-hmm. Bingo. If you're Sean Michael. As soon as Michael, you said that, it clicked in my mind. I mean, I hate to say this, no. but if you're Sean Michael Flanagan, if you're Kanayan Williams, you know, I mean, I, I, I tell you what, if somebody said, Robert, who's the most talented guy on the team that can't get on the field as a starter? Jason Taylor. It's Jason Taylor, Jason the Taylor. second. I mean, the guy's a former defensive player of the year in the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. And, and now, now, do I think Jason Taylor's going anywhere? I don't. He's a red shirt junior. Uh, all those guys know they have an extra year, mm-hmm. a pandemic year, if yeah. they want to use it. He's going to play a lot. He's yeah. going to rotate in. But I think it also yeah, is an important is, thing for them that if you're looking as far as the future is concerned, knowing that you have that extra year available, Colby and Trey are going to be gone. I was going to next. Season. I was going to say you had Colby. so they're going to reload. So is Tanner. Oh, yeah. and Tanner. Yeah. Tanner's yeah. gone. I mean, yeah. no, it, it empties so out. Yeah, yeah. which is, but it's a good thing to know that you have guys that should be starting that are going to be taking those that going to be taking those spots and guys that have been here yeah, for here, years. Here's the thing: if if you're one of those guys that's on the second line, that third line is is coming fast. Yeah, that third line is Nick Session. Uh, Ty Williams, um, Lyric Rawls, Trey Rucker. Well, Lyric Rawls is actually splitting time between is corner he? and safety. Okay, he can play either. They they, they still I mean, that, can't figure that, out that, what they want to do with that him. That statement can kind of be said for multiple positions because you think of like they said a couple weeks ago, the Green Twins, yep. John Paul Richardson. They're not waiting for anybody. I mean, they're they're coming up. Colin Oliver's another defensive end is another position. The young guys that all came in, they're not waiting for anybody. They're kind of taking off. No, but but in in their favor. After this year, I mean, I don't even want to think about next year's uh, next year's draft. Yeah, Prepar- there's gonna be a lot of dudes. There's gonna be a lot. Yeah, there's gonna. I be mean, a lot of dudes. Lot of dudes. Yeah. and and when you think about it, <laughs> here's another subject I could get in trouble for bringing up. But when you look at uh, Oh, Trace Ford, he's a uh, he, he's a junior. He'll be a true junior. He'll, yeah, I mean, if he comes off this knee injury and he's right now, he's in great shape. He comes out and has a monster year next yeah. year. He's gone. You know, Trace is, uh, what's he listed at now, 6'3", 240. Probably be closer to 245, 250. You know, wow. I mean, 
Well, and you're looking at guys on the offensive side of the ball as well. You got Spencer, Tay Martin, you know, running backs. You're gonna you'll you'll lose at least L D, Jalen Warren, they'll well, be gone. Well, and, and then Dez. Dez is a senior. Yeah. Dez is a senior. Oh, you're gonna as well, lose three so. of the running well, he's, he's But here's the deal. Though, you you need to lose huh? He's got another year to him. If he wants, right. but if, I don't yeah, think if, he if wants. If, okay. I mean, well, I think he'll want well, to go you, pro. Kinda, I mean, it's a good thing they're bringing in a lot of running backs right that, now. Well, yeah. Exactly. I think I mean, they kind of anticipated all that because you've got you, you think Todd Bradford, two, that crew maybe, over there, yeah. didn't realize, okay, let's see. Yeah, we better. Yeah, Ollie. Yeah, it's Ollie. Yeah, CJ, okay, CJ. Nixon. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and Braylon, Braylon. Braylon can take a few snaps yeah. in the backfield, <laughs> yeah. too. That'll be fine. Plus, oh, yeah. you have Zach Middleton still here. I mean, you got. Let me tell you something. Okay, I love this. I caught flack from a year ago because I was a Zach Middleton Same. deal. And, and then, like, what were, you talking, what were you thinking? What were you seeing? Yeah, he was hurt. Okay. They didn't know where to put him. Now, this, this spring, I mean, early in spring, yeah, I would, on, I would walk. Of the bowl. Yeah. yeah, early this spring, I'd walk around and say, you know, that Middleton kid, he's, he's getting some stuff done out there. And then people would look at me sideways, you know. Hey, there were fans walking out of that stadium. Said, "Hey, that number five on the yeah. orange, a pretty good running back." Now, now it'll take him. It'll take him a year or so. It won't be this year. I, you'll see some snaps early in the season, especially. Like I think he'll play a decent amount. Hey, uh, when, when Missouri when you, State, but you you get next year. I, I think he'll be a pretty good force next year. I think Gundy will find places to get him in. Yeah, just well, because because special teams because he's of the what kind he of, gives you in practice. Absolutely, coaches feel good about. That. I was going to. He's the kind of guy that. You may not his talent level may not be on par with the rest of the guys in front of him to get playing time, but his effort and like he kind of he ends up producing. Well, because and he's of so how strong; he he's hard to bring down. Yes, he he's a tank. Yeah, and his his contact balance is really. I mean, he was spinning around guys. Yes, he, he was stepping over guys. He was. He had twenty. He was was it twenty two carries? Twenty two, twenty three carries in the spring. 20, game? He had twenty two carries and five receptions. Yeah, he was good. Now his receptions weren't all that. Good. Well, no, he got but, caught. He got caught. You know, uh, his first two were negative five <laughs> a piece. <laughs> but it was good. He 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 got some good work in, and and that's that's what I expected to get out of the spring game. You see position sureness you know you you see that the running backs are deeper than you expected them to be you see that the running or the the receivers are deeper than than you expected them to be you saw what that outside could look like and and you know and Marshall hit on it there were a lot of guys you didn't see you didn't see Des running the ball you didn't see Dom out there running the ball you didn't see the green twins you didn't see you didn't see Devin Harper. You didn't see Trace Ford. And that's what's impressive is you bring those guys back in and then you unsplit the defense and you load them all together and then you unsplit the offense and you load them all together. And I, I think this and, should and, be a pretty fun year. You just you just define the danger of a spring game and making too many opinions off of a spring Absolutely. game. Absolutely. And, uh, and you can't. But and what you can do is you can just take the overall landscape Absolutely. and say, that guy looked good, that guy looked good. And when you put all this together, Absolutely. that's going to be pretty good. And Absolutely. I think through you fact that Gundy said that this is one of the probably the best spring they've ever had, and you just listed off what a dozen guys at least that are major will be major factors, that major play. playmakers that didn't even play. And I think that that just sums up how deep or how strong they are as a whole and, unit. And I saw you. I, I know you saw it on Twitter. I, I I doubt you saw it on Twitter, but I'm sure you've heard it. There were hey, a lot. You don't know what he saw. I do know, <laughs> and it wasn't on Twitter. I, I look at Twitter. Um, some. There, there was a lot of people complaining about the run game after Saturday, and I'm like, yeah, well, second and third guy didn't play. And you had him split up. You brought a guy in that 
that uh, that came in mid spring. Well, I don't know Jalen how Warren. you can uh, uh, again too when you understood that it was really thud. Absolutely, and know, L- and but, LD only had what six carries, five six carries. Yeah, and you know LD LD is what he is. I yeah, mean, I, he's not. He's at the ceiling. He's not going to. In order to get an average of six yards per carry or five and a half yards per carry with LD, he needs to carry it ten times. Yeah. Because he's going to have three, two, four, a nine, two, a nine, three, sixty. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah, sixty-four. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and that's that's just what it, you get with LD. He's going to gash you, know? you apart, and then he's just going to take off. Now with Desmond, you're going to get six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep. Same with Dom. Yeah, crank. Same. Yeah, same with Dom to a degree, and then with uh, with Jalen. Yeah, he looked good. He is a lot more athletic he than I think people gave good. him credit for. I'm just telling you, know, that 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 guy is um it is not out of the realm to think that he might not be the starting running back before the whole thing's over. Because that was one of my head scratchers. Because you know, you're bringing like Trey Rucker was another one. You're like, I don't know why they're bringing. Well, he's for bringing, free. Yeah, no, he, I, he came as a walk on. Well, I know, but that's but that's what I'm saying. It's like you get these guys that transfer in, and people are like, why Why are we bringing in Jalen? Like, why are we bringing in a Utah State running back that no one's ever heard of? So you're kind of like, well, I, he'll 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 be around. He could help, and then. Like you said, you you may not have you know a breakout spring game star, but then you see him do something like that, and while the defenses are split, you're still going up against really good corners and really good safeties. After what happened to Oklahoma State running the football last year at that position and how they came out at the end, you should never ask about bringing in another yeah. running back. Because I mean, and, and it's like Mike Gundy says. I mean, so it's like my, it is, it's like the, it is the most physical position. You can never have too many point guards. You can never have too many point guards. You can never have too many running backs. Now you can't. Well, we have, found that out on Saturday. I, you, I think they'll be five deep this yeah, year. Yeah, you can't have too many quarterbacks. Um, you know, but I think and, two. I think two is good. <laughs> two, well, you two got, fighting for the two fighting for the spot. Healthy. You got two, and you know what? I, I said this on my radio show actually earlier this week. That was Ethan Bullock's best play. That yeah, was Ethan. it was. He, he played best, good. Yeah, he he did. Now, he there was did. Some, now, you know, there what was he some may throws. have been doing? He may have been. That may have been. He's looking at that. This is my showcase is for it. the portal. <laughs> yeah, but because I mean, if anybody at that position is going to go in the portal, it'll be him because he's a senior and he's not going to pass Ellingworth oh. and and Spencer. You'll you'll see him in Missouri State, and depending on how Boise goes, you might see him towards the end of that game, but. I, I think you'll see Spencer. I think you'll see no, Spencer. I don't think you'll see Bullock in either of those. You games. don't think you'll see him at all in Missouri I, State. I, you think you, know you think it'll be Shane? Is this tampering? I, I I would like to. I'd like to see him playing for Northeastern State. I don't think <laughs> it's tampering because you're not you're not on staff. I'm not on staff at Northeastern State, and you're not what relative yeah. is, and you're not <laughs> yeah, and you're you not know. giving him advice. I would just no, like not. to see him. No, I, and, and and I know somebody's going to get upset. You know that we we said that, but, but hey. When you're a senior, I mean, yeah. th- th- that's what the portal is good At for. At that point, it's a business decision. Well, it's, it's not, not, it's not a, a, it's, it's a, I want to play some football before exactly, I don't yeah. get to play anymore. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, so now if he wants to stay here and be the backup and be part of this season, I get, he, he, bless his heart. That's yeah. great. That's a great team attitude. But if he's looking at his last season of football and he wants to be the starter, he probably should look down. Yeah. He probably should look at a Division Two or FCS minimum, but I would think Division Two and 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 find a place that needs a quarterback. Overall, so. overall thoughts on the spring. 
since you were not obviously you can't divulge anything, but but you were at nearly every practice. Thought, overall thoughts on on how this spring went. Are you oh, are you in tow with what Mike Gundy said? It's the best spring he's had as head coach. Absolutely, because I mean there, there was more more football. I mean, you know, you were able to do more every single day, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, it was. But here's here's my overriding thought. This could be a really, really good year defensively. And and for Oklahoma State fans, you got to go back to the 80s for defense that you really loved. The John Washingtons, the Leslie O'Neills, the, um, you know, Mark Moores, uh, Rod Brown, uh, Matt Munger, you know, all the all those guys. That, that was an era of defense. Um, and I think this is going to be really good. When – Golly, and you think about the linebackers here. Here's, did we? Did anybody mention Lamont? No, not yet. No, I mean the guy was a JUCO transfer, Lamont Bishop. Nobody really saw him last year, and well, this, he, was, he was hurt for most. of He last was year. hurt yep. most of it this spring. He's making plays like crazy, and Jim Knowles is talking about him. So, you know, you 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 are so loaded depth wise. Every all three levels of the defense. Um. This could be really special. And then when you've got the weapons, okay, maybe, you know, Tylen is a big loss. Yeah. Because you just knew Tylen could do it anytime he wanted. I'm not sure any of the guys that are out there now have got to that level, but you've got a lot of guys that can catch the ball and make plays. The running game's going to be really good. The offensive line's getting better. I think Spencer's better. Heck, I think Shane Ellingworth's better. Yeah, you can't. You 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 know. And so now you've got an offense, and which also has the idea of playing along a little bit better with the defense. And then here's the third thing that I think is kind of fun for Oklahoma State fans. Um, there are years where Oklahoma State's picked to be the contender. There's always one pick for first OU, and then everybody's got to pick who's the team that'll contend this year that's iowa state not gonna change and and give it iowa state they got a lot of guys they're good so oklahoma state's a little bit in the weeds third fourth they're 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 over there they're that alligator that's that's peeking out of the weeds over there in the at the edge of the pond and i'm just saying that if lincoln riley hangs his uh, leg over the boat the alligator (laughs) may bite it well i've told i've told a couple people that like last year Oklahoma State had all the hype. They had they were getting voted for potentially winning the conference. They had all American nominees, yeah, all of this stuff. They were saying that Spencer was going to make the jump, and that I'd venture to say there's stuff. probably not going to be too many more pep rallies. I would say I, I would not be surprised if this season is what last season was supposed to be, or what it was thought to be. It's amazing how that happens in sports so many times. Because mm-hmm. everyone, everyone's kind of disappointed by the way that last season ended. You drop a couple games you probably shouldn't have, and then everyone kind of calms down on you. But you're kind of just wait. You're kind of just doing your own thing. They're kind of in the shadows to to put it kind of lightly or whatever, and then they kind of just come out of nowhere. I would not be surprised to see that this season of them. Just, well, Iowa State last year. But yeah, kind of just potentially just run the table and do everything this year of what they were supposed to do last year. How how heavy were we on time? We're at 31. We are 31-33. Okay. Uh, for all of you that are still listening, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> but, but uh, hey, before we get out of here, um, 
top sleeper in the draft out of the Oklahoma State contingent? Uh, I, I, every, in terms of which one I think will be the – like could step up into a higher pick or be the best player? Either. For, for me, it goes back and forth every other day between Radarius and Tylan. And, I, and today I'm leaning towards Tylan. Cameron Murray? As a free agent, probably. Yeah, I think I yeah. think as a guy that no. nobody will really pay attention to as far as the draft process, no, and then turning that into something, I think Cameron Murray's a pretty good pick. I think he's a good pick. Yeah. I think Dylan Stoner's a good pick, yeah. too. Same, because, same boat. I mean, you know, Mike Gundy's got him pegged. I mean, him. I don't know where Jason Edelman got picked when mm-hmm. he came in. Or if he Julian was Edelman? Free, Julian Edelman, I'm sorry. He was a seventh-rounder. I was saying he was pretty, a seventh-rounder. Okay, low. so, you know, they're a lot alike. If you look at the numbers – you know, and, then, and that was one of those situations with you only need one guy to like you. That was yeah. Julian Edelman's. And, and here's here's the 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 to me the proof in the pudding. Okay, the last two years when Tylen got hurt, who immediately moved out to the outside Dylan position Stone. and stepped up you? Well, those two. Dylan. You go back to last year and the year before the first game out of Tylen being injured. Uh, it was the TCU game. He had like 180 yards and a couple yeah. touchdowns, and then Baylor was over 200. Yeah, and it's hard because Baylor was so bad. Yeah, but so bad. yeah, but but when you're putting up over 200 yards and you're putting up yeah. three or four touchdowns, that's impressive. If I, I don't play, care if how you're bad playing you someone are. Bad, that's against what you should air. do. Against air, it, yeah, it's impressive. Uh, okay, and then uh, so yeah, uh, Dylan's in there for me. But you you mentioned, I think. I think, and remember, this is the silly season. Mm-hmm. So a lot of teams, if they're if you they're high on a guy, they're not telling anybody they're high on mm-hmm. him. They're trying to bring that dude down. I I think, maybe wrong. I think that Rodarius Williams is picked before the end of night two. Yeah, no, I I, I, I think, think he will. I think that's I think that's a pretty good. Bet. I think both Rodarius and Tylen go before the end of the third round. I saw him on a list yesterday. I think like Pro Football Focus put out of the. He was like one of the top five most undervalued uh, prospects. Third, I think. Third, yeah, I think he was third, third on that list of their their most undervalued prospects. And, and 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 the only knock against him is he doesn't have great hands. Mm-hmm. Well, why why do you yeah. become a corner? Because you don't have good hands. Because you don't have great hands. No, you're the guy that goes up and knocks the ball away, yeah. and he does that as well as anybody. So, okay, yeah. Who's the who for you? Who's the second guy that gets picked? Because. Tevin Jenkins is going in the first twenty picks. Oh, I think Tylen. You be think it would be Tylen? Yeah, and you know what? I we had him on the radio show, and it's right after I'd seen a couple of mock drafts that one had him going in the second round of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That'd be one a great spot. Him, one had him going in the last pick of the second round to Tampa. Dad, please. And I'm no. like, please both. No. I brought that both up. Of those and he goes, so good. Oh yeah, and he's like. Man, to play with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, no. even if I'm playing with him the last year of their, their yeah. career. Not against the Saints. He said, yeah, so, no. you know. <laughs> I don't want the secondary. You don't want him I don't in want Tampa? him to play against the Saints, no. Okay. I'd rather. I think those are good picks. I think it'd be cool to like go, go to the What are the Bills Saints going to do? Who's their quarterback going to be? Probably Jameis. Yikes. Okay. I think as far as if they want to like run their actual offense, it's probably Jameis. Is that why you don't want Tylen to go to Tampa Bay? Because it's just another weapon to just stomp a mud hole in in New Orleans. Hey, we we swept them in the regular hey, season, yeah, but, not, but not with James, New Orleans. But not with Jameis Winston. Yeah, we're seven and one in the last two years. New with Orleans is not built. Yeah, but not Jameis Winston. We are the toughest team to play. New Orleans in the is not built on offense right now. 
New Not Orleans. With Jameis Winston. New Orleans right. is they're gonna hey. they're gonna get that big they're back be out. Eating, eating and W's. they're gonna get that defense and they're gonna they're gonna beat you thirteen to four, thirteen to three, <laughs> or think of, just think thirteen about, to six. When, when Jameis had all of his issues, whether it was his eyes, his shoulders, all this stuff, he was he threw for like five thousand yards and thirty three touchdowns. Yes, he threw for thirty interceptions, but he had <laughs> he had LASIK surgery, he got his labrums fixed, he learned from Drew Brees and Sean oh Payton, I'm telling gosh. you. He's about to go through. You're such a homer. If he, if if he, he throws anywhere close to if, that interception, the defense in New Orleans is going to come over and beat you're Stomp. So, you you're so what? desperate no. for okay, a win like, right listen, now. A win? We were like, we go like 12 and 4 every year. Oh, my gosh. If, yeah, if he cuts James. those interceptions in half, if he gets 15 interceptions, I'm perfectly fine because he's throwing for like 6,000 mm-hmm. yards and freaking 50 touchdowns. We're, we're grasping here, Marshall. Okay. We're grasping. Now, now, now we've hit the, That's we've it. Hit the point. 36 and a half. Yeah, it was good. It's fun. We got to start doing this more often. Obviously, uh, that's going to do it for the Poke Report podcast. The uh, spring wrap up special special guest Robert Allen. Always great to hear from you, boss. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time here on the Poke Report podcast.